Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes, and it is my pleasure to bring you an encouraging message today from, you know, from the heart. And it's Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And my goal, my prayer, no matter where you are, is that you be encouraged by this word. So let's go ahead and bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we do thank you. We bless you. We honor you for yet another opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity just to hear another word. Thank you, Lord, that as we come, we recognize that you are the God of all heaven and God, everything falls and reigns under you. God, I thank you that as we come in, you um, allow us the opportunity to hear the engrafted word, and then take it in so much. So God, I pray that the, the seeds that are going to be planted today are then going to be watered and you will get the increase. I pray, oh Father, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. I pray, oh God, that everyone who hears it will receive what you are saying and run with it. Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for it in due season. I thank you that it brings life. I thank you that it brings health to our bones. I thank you, oh Lord, that it lights our path. And I thank you that the results are going to be our increased faith and trust and reliance and dependence upon you. God, it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless you today. We are still in the I Am Building Something series, and I'm excited about this word today. We're in part four. If you have not seen the other ones, if you have not watched them or listened to them, I want to encourage you to go back because as we did before, part one was I'm assessing to advance. Part two was I'm praying for progress. And part three is send me because I do see. And today we're going to be in Nehemiah chapter number two. We're going to start at the 11th verse through the 20th verse. And let's go ahead and read the word. The Bible says, after I arrived in Jerusalem, this is Nehemiah, and had been there three days, I got up at night and took a few men with me. I didn't tell anyone what my God had laid on my heart to do for Jerusalem. The only animal I took was the one I was riding. I went out at night through the valley gate toward the serpent's well, or sometimes called the dragon's well, and the dung gate. And I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that had been broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but farther down, it became too narrow for my animal to go through. So I went up at night by the way of the valley and inspected the wall, then headed back. I entered through the valley gate and returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, for I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the rest of those who would be doing the work. So I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned down. Come, let's rebuild Jerusalem's wall so that we will no longer be a disgrace. I told them how the gracious hand of my God had been on me and what the king had said to me. They said, let's start rebuilding. And they were encouraged to do this good work. When Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about this, 
they mocked and despised us and said, what is this you're doing? Are you rebelling against the king? I gave them this reply. The God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. We, his servants, will start building, but you have no share, right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. That's Nehemiah, the second chapter, the 11th through the 20th verses. And as we go through it, I just want to bring out some key points for you. One is, oh, let me give you the title. The title today is I'm preparing to proceed. I'm preparing to proceed. This is part four of I'm building something. If we're going to build something, we have to prepare in order to proceed. Nehemiah lets us know first that he did not discuss the vision that God had given him prematurely. Sometimes we run out. If we think about Joseph's story and we think about him telling his dream to his brothers and then to his mother and father, they didn't understand the dream. It was still a God-given dream, but he said it prematurely to others. He was not ad adequately prepared to step into the role that God was going to place him. And now by the time he gets to Genesis, the 50th chapter, he's there. So let's look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah did not discuss. He was a little bit wiser. But what he did was he inspected, he investigated, and he evaluated. He says he went out through the valley uh, gate and he looked at all of the different places. He surveyed the damage. He evaluated the work that needed to be done. Notice he inspected, he inspected, he saw, he saw the broken walls. Remember back in chapter number one, he was told about the walls that were broken down and destroyed, the gates that were now burned and in ruin he, by fire. He knew that, but now he went to go see. Inspection says that I see the brokenness. Sometimes we in life, as we continue to go through, we see people's behaviors, but we're not sure of the brokenness that's behind it. We don't know why they do what they do. We don't know what caused them to now see through a certain lens. We recognize that we need to do some investigation. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, figure out why the baby is broken. So if we investigate, we find out what happened. That's what counselors and coaches do. We find out where the mindset needs to be changed so it can be set in the proper place. Because if you're broken, that means it could have been because of pain. It could have been because of trauma, an event, or even a void in your life. If you felt destroyed, like the gates here were destroyed, it could have been because of your thoughts. It could have been a, you're just settling for something that you really shouldn't, or it could be a lack of support. So there's a lot of things that could go into place. You might be feeling that way too, that, hey, I'm doing these things. I'm not sure why I'm in these cycles because you are broken. I'm doing these things and I'm continuing to behave and not set boundaries. And why are my walls destroyed? Because my gates were ruined. But what Nehemiah did is not only did he inspect, but he also evaluated. He made a determination of what was going to be able to solve the problem, what work needed to be done. He identified solutions. He then had a call to action. He went to those who were able to lead as well as to accomplish the work that needed to get done. Why did he go to the leaders? He went to the leaders because 
he could then, he knew that they would be able to then get others to follow them, others to assist, others to come on board. How did he do this? In his call to rebuild is what he said, meaning build again after something has been damaged or destroyed. And that's what our lives are going to be. We are rebuilding, rebuild again what has been damaged or destroyed by life, damaged or destroyed by pain, damaged or destroyed because of panic, damaged or destroyed because of others, damaged or destroyed because of ourselves. Hmm. He calls us to rebuild and God is calling you to rebuild as well. Don't stop, keep moving. Whatever you've gone through, you can use and turn it around for pain. Your mess can become your message. Your test becomes your testimony. And that's what Nehemiah did. He testified of the goodness of God. I can hear CC Winans in my ear going, all my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. <laughs> With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Nehemiah sang of the goodness of God. He testified not only about God's hand, but also about his favor. He said, I'm going to tell of the things that he has done for me, how he has provided the wood, how he's provided the protection, why he's given a safe passage to get here. All of that. I'm going to tell about what the king gave me, but I'm going to tell about the favor because he had to give me favor with the king. See, there's some doors that were opened for you that you didn't even touch. You didn't even know. You didn't even understand why they happened the way they happened or why the person called you when they called you because you didn't even put in the resume. You have to recognize that some things are for, because of God's grace as well as some things are because of God's giftings. He has gifted you to be able to do. You're competent in doing it, but he has graced you he is giving you grace and favor with others so that they will even call your name. Hmm, that's good news right there. Testify. His testimony then encouraged the people. Now, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the enemies, then show their little ugly faces. The Bible says they mocked and despised them. Isn't that just like the enemy? You start preparing, you start recognizing, you're trying to go, but then they pre create a problem. And here's what the enemy does. He starts, they ask, are you rebelling against the king? Planting seeds, throwing shade. That's what he was trying to do. They were checking their motives. But here's the problem. Nehemiah was already prepared. He said, okay, let me just give you a reply. The God of heaven, you know, you're talking about this king here on this earth. The God of heaven is going to give us success that he's going to do. And when he does it, you have no share, you have no right, and you have no claim to Jerusalem. I am absolutely loving it. When the enemy comes in, be prepared with the right word so that you can then respond. Three things I'm just going to give you quickly. Three things that you need to succeed as you proceed, all right? Remember, we're preparing to proceed. Three things that you're going to need. First, you're going to need preparation. You're gonna to need to be prepared, right? This is the key. Preparation is the key. You can't go out and preach a message without studying, or you shouldn't. You can't go do what God's calling you to do in your purpose, walking in your purpose, if you're not gifted and competent in that area. You need preparation. 
But in order to prepare, you got to first inspect or assess and evaluate where you are so that you know the gap of what you need to fill in and you can determine what you need. See, pre preparation positions you for success. It does. It builds your faith when you have the strategies, when you have the secrets, when you have the keys in order to get there. And so you need to be prepared. It's the know-how for you to go. It's the confidence for you to conquer. The second thing that you're going to need to do is to be aware that there's going to be a problem. There's always going to be a problem somewhere because whenever you are doing or trying to accomplish what God has set out for you to do for your purposes, the enemy is going to show up. So if you expect the enemy to show up, you're not going to be caught off guard. You're not going to be surprised. Now, the enemy shows up to distract you. That means he's going to try to get you to do other things. You know, that shiny object syndrome. You're just going to run off doing a good thing and not the God thing. He's also going to despise you. That means he's going to talk about you to other people. You know, so there's this, this murmuring hush, 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 around you to try to stifle you and stop you. He's going to disgrace you. That means he's going to mock you to your face. And someone's going to tell you, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. Who do you think you are? Do you think really God called you for real, for real? No, that can't be. He's going to try to deter you, to get you off course, to move, not just a shiny object, but to have you going down a different path than what God has you on. And ultimately, his goal is to destroy you. It's to stop you from doing currently what God has called you to, but also to stop you from doing it in the future. Um, he doesn't want the future progress. He doesn't want the future generation. He doesn't want you to solve the problem. He wants you to kick it down the, the can down the road. He does not want you to do what God has called you to do. And he wants to destroy you, your motives, your intention, your encouragement. He wants to steal your joy, ultimately taking you out. But the third thing that you're going to need, not only are you going to need preparation, not only going to be, need to be aware of the problem, but you're going to need to be persuaded. Persuasion is that last one that we're going to talk about today. That means you need to be com completely convinced that God will. Completely convinced that God will. How can you be completely convinced? Well, you can look back at prior miracles. For one, you, the Red Sea the Jericho wall, the Jordan river, or you can even go to the oil that continued to overflow, the dead man that was walking, the little girl that was waking, Jesus that was coming, the Holy Spirit that was descending and the promises that he's been keeping. All of those are prior miracles. God worked then and he'll work now. My Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So let's just look, not just in the book, Let's look back over your life because every time I look back and every time I think back of all the things I've been through, I prayed through, I cried through, oh, but he showed up. Yes. Every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. He did it then, he'll do it again. Every time I cry, he, he answered, he wiped my tears. Every time I 
prayed, he answered my prayers. Every time I praised him, he dwelled within. Every time I testified, he encouraged not only me, but he encouraged somebody else. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Mm, thank God. Every time you think back over your past, you have to recognize just how good God has been and give him praise. But don't stop there. Look at the present. He's blessing you right now. He continues to bless you right now. See the collateral beauty, not just the collateral damage. Recognize that your pain has a purpose and it is going to bless somebody else. That if you would allow him to plant that seed, he will water it and he will then bring a great harvest. Oh, I can look at my life to see that, but I don't have the time to tell you all the goodness of the things that he has done for me. Just know that he will take you through the valley of the shadow of death and you will fear no evil. Just recognize that your God, mm, my God, is a good God. Let's pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we come. We come asking for preparation so that we can proceed in the purposes and the plans that you have for us. Thank you for having a great plan. Thank you for being the God of all heaven and all truth. Thank you for being a comforting God. Thank you for being a keeping God. Thank you, thank you for being an on-time God, a right-now God. Oh, a vision-giving and a vision-casting God. Thank you, oh Lord, for showing us in advance sometimes the things that you have for us to do. But Lord, we cannot accomplish them if you do not prepare us. Lord, we're asking for the preparation. We're asking for consecration. We're asking for dedication. We're asking to then be renewed, Lord, by our words and our thoughts. Lord, we're asking to be ever changed into the person that you called us to be, that workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We want to study, Lord. We want the strategies, Lord. We want your intervention, Lord. We need your wisdom, Lord. We need you to show up in our lives, Lord. We need you to send support, Lord. We need you to get us on the right team, place us at the right table. God, we need you. We're not afraid to say that we can't do it without you. We cannot accomplish the mission. We cannot accomplish the vision. We cannot get to where you want us to go on our own. Lord, you didn't make us an island, but you said that when we are connected together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, that many things can be done. We are fitly joined together, Lord. Prepare us. Prepare the team. Help us to see how we weave into the fabric of your plan. Help us to then accomplish everything that you have set for us in the right time, in due season. God, help us to be ready to move forward, to proceed when you call for us to do that. Help us, oh God, to get everything lined up, organized, in place that we need. If we need to go study, Lord, show us. If we need to get new knowledge, Lord, teach us. If we need to then find a right community, Lord, send us. Because we want to be able to do everything that you have for us. We're building something, but we can't build it without you. Except you build a house. We labor in vain that build it. God, except you watch over the city. It is going to be destroyed. Except you prepare us. We will not be prepared and ready. 
Lord, there is so much that you call for us to do, but it's not just for us. It's for those that are coming after. So help us to be the people that you've called us to be so that we will help those that are going to be in that next generation to do what they're called to do and so on and so on and so on. God, we love you. We need you. We depend upon you and we trust you. Strengthen our faith, our persuasion so that we will not be rocked. We won't go to and fro like a boat on a river. We won't have be double-minded, Lord, but we will be so rooted and grounded in your word and in your love that we will be unshakable. We will be a tree planted by the rivers of waters that we will not lose our leaves in the wintertime, God, but we will be connected to the source, which is you, that you will nourish us, you will feed us, you will grow us up. Help us to be so mindful that your word is so important, oh God, that we will not let go. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the nourishment that you give. Thank you for the blessings that you bestow. Thank you for the people that you give us favor with. We're going to be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory for you truly are worthy. There is none like you. Thank you for our past. Thank you for our present. And thank you for our future. We ask that you bless us indeed. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Whew. Well, God bless each and every one of you today. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes. And do me a favor. I am really trying to reach as many people as possible, but I cannot do it without you, without your assistance. So if you would go ahead and share this message with someone else, make sure you subscribe as well, but share this message and be encouraged, build something, birth something. It's up to you. There's so much that's waiting in front of you. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your week. H2HTruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.